Hello, and welcome to A Girl in Sweaty Spandex. I'm Lauren Treslow, and I'm here to be real and break down the impossible standards of women while turning up the positivity and self-love. Today, let's dive into multitasking. And actually, <laughs> let's dive into the no-nos of multitasking, actually, and kind of just talk about maybe the evolution and where we've been, or at least where I've been. I can just speak from my own personal experience, where we are currently and maybe where we should be going. So the definition of multitasking is the performance of more than one task at the same time. So I had this talk yesterday with a bunch of professionals and we were talking about multitasking. And I feel like back in the day and not that far, not that far back, but you know, it was, it was kind of like a, a badge of honor or a sense of pride. If you were juggling a million plates in the air and working incessantly and your calendar was so full and busy that you were, you know, just kind of killing yourself with the grind. And, you know, then you look at other countries and they're like, oh, we have a six week vacation and, you know, all these lovely things. And I feel like over the past few years, we've kind of, we've run ourselves into the ground and the burnout thing is a, is a real thing. I, I feel like the, the smartphones and all the connection devices that have been given to us over the past few years have also made it so accessible for us to be multitaskers. You know, my, I remember my dad when he was driving back and forth from work when I was a kid, it was like really cool and really fancy that he had this phone installed in his car. And it was like legit a real phone (laughs) and it had like a little speaker above him, but he had like a 90 minute commute to work and he would be, that's the day of like the voicemail thing and not voicemail like we have now. I, I, it was like everybody had their own number and people would just kind of voicemail back and forth. It was wild. But (laughs) other than that, like when you left work, like you know, it, I remember when we got a computer, it was like a big deal, man. I sound old when I'm saying all this, <laughs> but, um, it, <laughs> but it was the thing, like you couldn't do all the multitasking and be so turned on and plugged in because you didn't have a choice when you got home, you just got home. And so I feel like, you know, now that little sweet little rectangular, box that we carry around all the dings, like a mofo. I mean, it's insane. And so, and it's hard not to be like, "Mm, wonder what that is. Wonder what that is. Remember there's like that. I think the stat was on average 36 push notifications a day. I don't think that's not like including emails and texts and group me's and all the things, but I I mean, y'all don't even want to know how many little red circles say, hello, please answer me on my phone. So I feel like it was, it just kind of happened because of all of, all of the stuff we've been given over the years. And it really was like, how much can you push yourself to the grind? But y'all, there has been a true 
I feel like maybe a true a start of a shift that I've been seeing and I have personally been trying to go through because there's a lot of studies that and I was just going to give you some stats of things that that we found you know there's a Stanford uh, study that said studies galore on being less productive and more prone to errors and it slows down your brain when you're trying to to spin all the plates at one time it can also multitasking can increase your stress and result in higher anxiety levels and we won't get into all the whole mental health aspect but a, just a very quick side note obviously I've talked about this before, but the anxiety rates amongst, you know, Americans are at an all-time high. So just another food for thought there. And then only 2%, 2 2.5%, excuse me, 2.5% of people can multitask well, according to this study. Compromises, it compromises your executive brain function when you bounce between tasks. And your brain's executive function is in overdrive. So it kind of, it take, eliminates the ability to kind of process all the tasks. When we multitask, the study was talking about, you just kind of feel chronically stressed. And it really honed in on looking at college students and their stress levels between all the computer multitasking, like computer, phone, like all the device kind of scenarios. Obviously, anxiety and depression are really, you know, that's such a a comorbid, um, both states. Depression is correlated with these because of social media and scrolling um, creates dips in our mood, which I, I, when I read that, I thought, huh, that is actually, yes. I actually did a post about it the other day because I was like, unfollow, walk away, you know shut them out, whatever. There are things when you like scroll through and you're like, wow, that makes me feel bad. Sometimes you just need to unfollow and not, not even put yourself in that depression dip or that mood swing. It's just mm, bum. Also, all these multitasking things can, and can, can kill our motivation. Uh, the study was talking about when we feel like we are going to be more productive when we multitask, but then it kind of does the opposite because then we feel like, well, we did six things, but we didn't really do six things well, that we kind of feel like we're spinning our wheels and not getting anything done. And then it kind of makes us feel deflated and then kind of kills our motivation. So that's another little tidbit. And then actually the last thing I wanted to hit on this study was our memory can suffer. So the studies focused on media multitasking again, watching, and y'all, I am guilty of this. At night I have the TV on, I have my computer popped up, I'm checking email, but then I'm also grabbing my phone and doing whatever. (laughs) It's a lot of screens in one little place, in a bed where I'm not supposed to have any screens. Still working on that one, still working on that one. But we programmed ourselves to be multitasking in every area. And I do think when I went through this and I was kind of making notes, 
I thought, okay, well, let me think about the places that are good for multitasking. Like really? And I was like, well, it is great to, when I'm like driving out to Lake Murray to call my mom or call my sister or my godmother or whatever, call somebody that, you know, to keep in touch because they don't live here. Great use of time. You know, listening to a podcast. Maybe you're in the car right now listening to this. Great use of multitasking time. You got to drive, but you're also doing, you know, learning, growing, taking time for you. And then I thought, okay, or maybe folding laundry and watching TV. That would be a good use of multitasking time. And then I thought, huh, well, I, I like really could not think of another thing. You know, yesterday I was getting a pedicure. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm getting a pedicure, not a manicure. I really need to work at the same time. And as I was sitting there working, <laughs> I thought, well, shoot, this is supposed to be the hour that I take for me for self-care, not so I can sit here and work because I just left my desk to go there. So I think there's a there's like a fine line or a, a really big gray area in some of those. But I could not think I, – you know, I, I really couldn't think of a lot of things actually that were great for multitasking once I was really just thinking about that. Then let's talk about the rude factor. <laughs> I, I can't with this, y'all. I was telling this group yesterday, I'm like, okay, listen, so, you know – Clients, which I love, I mean, my pe my people are my people and I love them, but we will be like, you know, out in the middle of the room and we're using weights and doing all the things. And then we come back to the bar and we're doing like side seats. So we're kind of like leaning on the bar with one arm and we have one leg lifted up and we're kind of working the sides of the glutes and the obliques. And I probably every time somebody grabs their phone and is like, tut, 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 or we're in bridge, you know, lying on our back, working the glutes, lift, lift, lift. Somebody grabs their phone every time. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? That is not good multitasking. That is like, and, and there's a whole, there's a whole study on that. If you, when you're in your fitness class, your workout class, you, get 25% more out of it if you're like thinking about what you're doing versus trying to do something else. And I really try to instill that, I guess, in our clients and make sure I'm like, hey, like you're working harder or you're working, you're, I shouldn't say harder. You are really killing it if you're focusing on the muscle groups you're working. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it glazes right over and it's like whatever. Then the there's another like think about you go to dinner with a friend and they're like on their phone the whole time and they're not really listening. And you're like, gosh, I mean, it's so awkward. You like keep talking and you're like, I guess they're listening because they like chime in. But then sometimes they're like, oh, what did you say? That's another part of the, um, I guess, the rude factor. The The other is. I feel like people don't – the awareness piece of it. You know, sometimes people – I talked a lot about that this week when we were just kind of just 
you know, there's all, all sorts of topics we were talking about, but the awareness piece that sometimes people don't actually realize they're doing it. And it's not like they're trying to be rude. I say, I say rude factor. They're not trying to be rude, but we are so programmed. I feel like to be doing multiple things or we are, you know, we're not doing a great job and, and really we just need to be focused in on, on the person maybe we're having dinner with or the class that we're taking, or, you know, you're sitting at a big meeting, uh, and people are typing away on their computers or doing something on their phone. And, you know, as the speaker, oftentimes I'm like, hello, (laughs) hello. I, it's, you know, eye contact is important. That's how you connect with people and engage. And I really notice eye contact actually is one of the, my big hot buttons. I'm like, yes, hello, I'm over here. Um, but we've really programmed ourselves to be those multitaskers. And I feel like the work bleeds into the personal. You know, there's many times that I have, you know, been sitting at the dinner table and like a group me comes through and I can see I'm tagged in it. And I'm trying to be really mindful and really thoughtful that it can wait, be sitting there with my family. I should really just leave my phone in a different part of the house. But, you know, we're so afraid we're going to miss something. And it's totally a journey. I'm on the same one with y'all. But, I, you know, there's only so many dinners I'm going to have left with my kids sitting around the table. And so I should be there and be present. I'm really trying to make sure that if I'm having dinner with my family, I'm having dinner with my family. And I'm not looking what group me message or text popped up or, you know, X, Y, and Z. So yesterday, as somebody said, well, what about, it's really great to be so singularly focused because we did this whole exercise. I was like, okay, so let's take our week and we mapped it out and we talked about time batching and recurring events. So we, we had a Monday, Tuesday, you know, Monday through Sunday tear pad. And we were like, okay, I showed him an example of mine every Monday I teach at nine 30 and then I have an exec meeting and you know, this da, 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 da. Here's all the things that happen. I'm like, where do we have holes? Where do we have spots? And what are the things we need to plug in like for ourselves personally and plug in to move the needle for our business or, you know, your family or whatever, you know, it needs to be a meld of both. Like we need to make sure we're plugging in things that are for our personal use and plugging in things that are going to move the needle, um, professionally. And so we made these calendars, you know, kind of weekly kind of, this is what our week should look like. You know, the one guy was like, I need to make sure that I call my salespeople, you know, I need to reserve two hours a week for that. I was like, great. That's one of those things that could get scheduled over real easily because some it's like not a task that has to be done, but it would really, it could produce a lot if it did. And so we kind of put all that on a piece of paper. And then the one lady said, yeah, but there's like all these fires and all these, not real fires, but like, you know, things pop up and everyone's like, oh, I need this or I need this or I need to do this. And I thought... She said, well, what do, what do we do? Because then it ruins our whole day. And I said, but you know what? Most of the time, they're not real fires. They can be handled 
not immediately. And I think you have to set boundaries and come up with some guardrails for your day. I told him like several, you know, a lot of times people, other bar three owners that I teach with, you know, if I shoot them an email, it says, it bounces back and says, I I don't sit at my desk all day because I'm teaching and, you know, at the front desk and all the things. And it might be a little while before I check my email, just, you know, kind of FYI. Setting the expectation that, thank you so much for reaching out. I totally will get back to you, but it's going to take a minute. And I told her, I said, we have to reset, kind of like when I talk about in class, reset our muscle memory. We have to reset the expectations and the boundaries that have kind of been blurred with all of this multitasking shenanigans <laughs> and come up with a really great way. You know, we were talking about their sales force or whatever, but, you know, tell a really nice, eloquent, it's not like we have to be rude about it. Like, I'll get back to you when I get back to you. But setting the expectation that, hey, thanks so much for reaching out or thanks so much for texting or whatever. Um, I will be back at my computer or back at my office or back at whatever shortly. And that's that. I have gotten really, (laughs) you can ask my friends too. (laughs) They're like, well, we just know it's going to take you a while to, if you, if we text you, I'm like, it, it probably will. And that's okay. I have to kind of stick with what, you know, I'm in a meeting. I'm not going to be interrupted unless it's my kid's school calling sometimes. You know, you're always like, oh, gosh, did somebody get hurt? Um, But other than that, I want to be fully engaged in what I'm doing and who I'm with and what I'm doing because I found, you know, like when I go sit in the car at Shear and I'm waiting on the girls, there's nothing to do in the car except, you know, work or listen to music. And I have found when I'm sitting in there and there's no distractions, there's no people, there's no, you know, I do have a sense of FOMO. So, you know, like I'll sit at our office, you know, our office here and I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? Let me go check on the break room or whatever. (laughs) That when I'm just sitting in the car, 100% focus on what I'm doing, I can crank out so much more work and be so much more productive than when I am trying to do 10 different things. It has been a game changer in that sense. And I know there's times that the fires need to be answered or you need to stop everything you're doing and do something else. That's totally part of the game. But what if we kind of just brought it back a little bit from the multitasking and went a little more singularly focused? I think we have to give ourselves permission to do that. And I feel like we got to test it out (laughs) because sometimes you're like, I mean, I, I, that was me. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I mean, I vividly remember out of my mouth. I'm like, I'm the multitasking queen. Look at me left, right. Yes. Yes. Got it. Woo. But when I started to, to create more boundaries and not be so stressed about being the first to respond or, you know, like a group me comes through and I need to be the first one to respond because I'm in charge and I feel like that sets a good tone or email somebody back immediately. Once you kind of let that go a little bit, I swear it, it, it has helped me so much. So bringing it back to a singular focus, um, creating boundaries, kind of maybe unblurring 
the lines between our personal you and our professional you and create moments of mindfulness and create moments of connection and start to look at our schedules and start to put some, some real parameters around, okay, Monday at 8am to 10am, I'm doing this. And, and Monday, you know, 12 to two, I'm doing this. And you know exactly where you're going, who you're doing it with and, and being really strategic about planning out your week and knowing where you have the holes and where you have the empty spots that you could fill in some of the, the items that you would like to do or need to do has been like yesterday, it was a lot of light bulbs going off and it was really exciting to see. And so I just thought maybe we should just stop and smell the roses for a minute and maybe think about less multitasking and, and just see how it goes. So y'all, thanks for spending time with me today. And I'd love for you to leave here and pick three areas in your week that you can adjust. You know, maybe it's the dinner table, maybe it's your drive to work, or, you know, maybe it's your, your mindfulness time. And just always remember that you are beautiful, you are strong, and you are enough. And I will see you next time.